to Flip the Library, the Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Melissa Grimaud, manager at the Snellville branch. And I'm Steve Thomas, manager of the Collins Hill branch. Today, we're chatting with GCPL staff who attended the 2021 American Library Association annual conference, which this year was held virtually due to a pandemic that's happening, if you haven't noticed. Um, we're going to start with having everybody introduce themselves, and then we can get into the conversation. My name is Kristen Dyer of the Snellville branch. I'm a full-time associate and I'm also the adult rep and I'm very happy to be here with Steve and Melissa today. Thank you. I'm Adam Pitts, branch manager of the Lawrenceville branch. Hi, I'm Wanda Luttrell. I'm a full-time associate at the Beaufort Sugar Hill branch. I'm Lori Fatzinger and I'm a full-time associate at the Swanee branch. Hi, I'm Deborah Chandler. I'm a library associate full-time at the Tequila branch. For those of you who have attended conferences before, how did this virtual format feel different to you? Um, I've attended ALA twice in person. This is the first time that I've attended by virtual attendance. It was really, really different. Um, The layout was completely different, like how they had all of the different sessions set up. And it in a way it was nicer because you didn't have to run from one part of a conference center all the way to the other side of a conference center to try to catch a session. And it didn't feel like there were quite as many sessions scheduled at the same time, like there normally is in person. That for me, that was the biggest difference. Devra, do you prefer the virtual or the in-person format? I really like the in-person better for this. Uh, because it's the bigger conference, maybe if it was a smaller conference, I wouldn't mind the virtual nearly as much. But with such a large conference, there's a lot of networking opportunities of meeting people face to face and gathering in groups that I really missed out on. But I did really like that session where you could just hop on the next session uh, when one was following right after the other. The, the big problem with the in-person is, again, going all the way from one conference center to maybe like up one or two flights to go to a other end of the building. It felt like sometimes you really had to wear your sneakers and jogging shoes and that kind of stuff. This was actually my second time attending an ALA conference. Um, and I definitely did miss the in-people connections, the being able to talk with people. Um, I did kind of like the virtual um because they recorded all their sessions, uh, most of the sessions, so we can go back and watch them again. And a lot of them put their PowerPoints online so we can print them out and be able to read them. So that was actually very helpful compared to usually in person. Um, so for those of you who this was your first conference or your first big conference like this, um, what did you think? Um, well, it, you know, I can definitely see the pros of the, um, of the virtual format. I found it to be a little bit glitchy at times, though. Um, I did run into some tech difficulties, Um, but I did like the live stream. That was great. It was just this continuous live stream where you could watch different presenters. Um, And then it was really easy just to go from, as Deborah mentioned, from, you know, place to place virtually. You could go to the exhibits or to the uh, discussion groups uh, quickly and easily. So I did like that part. I loved the virtual format. I'm more of an introvert, so big, huge crowds aren't really my thing. So being able to hop from one different 
program to the other really fast was nice. I also got to watch a lot more than I think I would have in person because some of them were pre-recorded. So I could fill in the gaps in my schedule where, oh, I didn't really want to go to this live program, but I could watch a recorded. So that was nice. So I'm kind of an extrovert. So I, I probably would like the in-person for, format better, but like the others were saying, the live feed was nice because you could even rewind it. Even live feeds, you could rewind if you missed something and you were taking notes and then you could always go forward, you know, again. Um, I liked having breakout sessions. I went to a couple of programs that had the breakout sessions and those were really nice because it's probably, I'm not sure how the in-person is, but it's nice talking to different people from different libraries and getting their point of views. So I enjoyed that. The only thing I didn't like is I think it's more engaging if you're in person, face-to-face -face with people and meeting people. But I could see how this is a benefit too, because like we can even share some of the videos they said with your coworkers. So if there's different videos you want to share, you can go ahead and share those also. And I feel like we got more people. I don't know. It feels like we had a lot of really good speakers at this one. And I don't know if it's because if it was virtual. One of the things that I thought was really great is that typically when you attend ALA in person, there's slides and notes from the presentation that are going on that you're snapping photos of and things like that. But this time, because it was virtual, those were readily accessible as soon as you started the sessions. So like, say, for instance, if I logged on, I could already see which speakers in that session had slides or documents, and you could download them immediately. You didn't have to wait three or four days or even a week, depending on the presenter. Thank you guys for sharing um, your preferences, but can you also share what your favorite sessions were since you had so many to choose from? Um, yeah, my favorite was uh, called Library Services to the Justice Involved. And you know, I'm working on the uh, New Start Entrepreneurship Incubator Project. So um, that was of interest to me. Um, but uh, almost all of the, the discussion was about uh, services to currently incarcerated uh, people, inmates, um, which a lot of libraries do that, you know, outreach to um, to the jails and prisons, um, almost like a bookmobile style service, which is great. But it really underscores the fact that not many are doing uh, programming for the formerly incarcerated, which is what we're doing. So while there were some takeaways from that, I felt like it really, you know, highlighted the work we're doing here, the importance of, of that aspect of it, you know, the reentry population is very important as well. Well, I have a few. Um, I'm just, I'm going to say three of them real quick and then focus on the one that was programming. Um, Danny Trejo, Pillar Winter Hill, and Joseph Bruchak were amazing. Um, they come from very different backgrounds. They're, they're um, authors and um, just had so many different things from their different backgrounds, their different life stories of where they came from and where they are now. And I think it's a great learning experience. I wish we could share it with people because it, it's, it just shows all the differences between the different cultures and where they started and how they got to where they are now. Um, but one of my favorites was actually what just happened, what now program post COVID because it included breakout sessions and it in, it would talked about hybrid program and blending, and it talked about burnout because a lot of people are burnt out from 
COVID and how people still have anxiety about doing programming and people discuss different programs they were doing, Indiana, New Hampshire, Colorado, and it would separate you in different breakout sessions each time in different ways they're doing hybrid programming and blended programming and how they're changing the formats of their libraries and what they're keeping on and what they're not keeping on. So it gave us a lot of um, ideas on what programming we could do. Um, I had two. So the first was a kind of what you can do with a library MLIS uh, presentation, which was very interesting because as someone who's about to finish their degree, kind of learning all the different types of jobs and different types of libraries that you could use that degree in was very interesting. And then the second one that I really liked was um, actually the last presentation. It was President Obama's um, conversation that he had, and it was really good. I liked his message because he discussed how we have to change with the community and with what's going on and um, the fact that more people are mobile and we have to reach their needs for the community and engage with the community and that we're actually the library is like I think he said a citadel of knowledge for the people and we're a safe space and it's it's kind of like people use the library as a tool for different reasons like different communities different reasons but we have to step up and take on the digital age and change with the times and to have things for the community to access that they need, that they may be missing at home or in school. So basically the library isn't just for the wealthy. Um, a lot of people come to it for community needs, um, things that, that they can't get in their own community that we can offer them. And it's also a safe place for them to go, which I, if you think about it, it really is like a library is a, kind of like a sanctuary for people, for knowledge and language and the access, what you can get from it. But we have to keep changing with our times to keep up with all the new technology and the different way people are like the young people today. Yeah, and I think I think him closing out, uh, President Obama closing out the session was really good because there were so many different sessions that tied in reaching those who we would normally not be able to reach just in person in the library. There was a great session that talked about reaching the underserved. So creating strategies for those who could not attend in-person programming in the library or even come to the library. And then there was another session later on that worked with the underserved teens specifically. So I really thought that President Obama's session rounded out like all of those sessions that kind of tied to that indirectly. And um, there was another session that I really enjoyed with Candace Taylor. She's part of the Green Book Project and she's got a book that's called Overground Railroad. And she's developing an app for people to be able to find different sites uh, that they could go to and visit that were listed in the original Green Book which I thought was just stunning. It, it blew my mind completely. And then there was a happenstance session that I was just popped in to go to 
to fill some time. And it was AJL's a little schmooze, bring your own nosh, a little chat and bring your own food. And I just thought it sounded like something really funny, but it actually ended up being one of the most informative sessions that I went to. It was people who um, are of the Judaic faith and they were looking at different lists of books to recommend that involved Jewish characters and Jewish plot lines that weren't directly related to just the Holocaust. So it was a great session. Like I got so many lists of books for me to look up to see for different readers advisories. It was by far one of the greatest sessions I attended. Um, I also had a few that I really liked. Um, one was called Change as Noun and Verb, A Transformational Approach to Change Efforts That Don't Suck. Um, it was really interesting. Um, the presenters are actually writing a book about change, and they were talking about change on an individual level and then like on a small group setting and then as an organizational and ways to make it easier, ways to um, handle making the change and accepting it because a lot of times when change happens especially major change it's it's frustrating for people um and it was really good they um got personal stories of themselves and other libraries that have gone through major changes and how they work so it was really helpful to get some ideas um they also gave us a pdf copy of the book they um which is called fostering change which is really nice um i also really like the diverse voices and stories in graphic novels um which was very helpful. It talked a lot about the growing diversity in graphic novels um, for all ages. Um, he also gave a lot of really great hints to talk with parents about why gra- graphic novels are useful and that it's not really taking the place of reading other books. Um, and then he gave a lot of a um, list of, um, these are a lot of graphic novels like Latin X characters or Native American characters. So it was just very helpful to see um, just all the great um, graphic novels that are out there. We've heard about all these great sessions you guys went to. How did you stay organized and document your notes for your sessions? So I went a bit extra. I had an Excel spreadsheet of each day and I went through and I highlighted the programs I wanted to go to and then put in which ones were recorded, which ones were live into a kind of hour by hour timesheet so I could get the most out of every eight hour day. Yeah, I just wanted to say something about the virtual format is that you had to be like on it if you wanted to attend some of these. I mean, you had to be like waiting to click the button as soon as the time started because those rooms filled up almost immediately. So if you weren't prepared, <laughs> then you did not get into some of the the session, sessions that you wanted. But um, so anyone attending a future virtual conference is something to keep in mind. Yeah, to to piggyback on what Adam just said, Sometimes you were prepared to go to the other session, but if the session that you were currently in was running a little bit longer and you didn't want to leave because it was so great, you wanted to catch the other session, but you missed it because the room, like he said, the room fills right up. So I'll be going back and looking at some of the recordings of those. Regarding um, how I stayed organized and documented my notes, I actually went old school and hand wrote my notes but I, I also just turned 50, so. Um, <laughs> but I, I am old school. I like to write it down on paper because I feel like I absorb it more. I don't know. But a court, 
just at the beginning on the whole thing with trying to get one room for room to another. At the beginning, they said you could use your tablets, your phones, and your laptops. And I actually had two devices going at the same time. So I would be able to join the other one because it took them a little bit to start while finishing another one. I know that sounds horrible, but I had kind of like a contact center set up <laughs> in my home. So that's how I kind of went from, was able to see one and still check in on another. I don't know, for future. I don't know. I also went old school and I did um, take my notes by hand and I did the like in high school where you wrote down the day and the teacher and the name of the presentation to keep track of everything. Um, and the presentations that had the PowerPoints and everything where you could print them out, I did print out and keep my notes on them um, just to keep everything together. Um, and I also like Kristen, I also would open another window if I was getting close to when another session was start starting so I could have both sessions open and kind of flip between them. So in your typical ALA conference, usually the exhibit hall is a giant room overflowing with books and vendors. What do you, what did you think of the virtual exhibits? So um, it was my first ALA conference. So this one happened to be virtual and it, they were okay. I imagine that the in-person ones are better. <laughs> um, the virtual ones consisted of a video and some links and some, I think they had some swag giveaways I didn't didn't uh, try for any of those. Um, I went to the Biblioteca one and, and Mango Languages and I had an ass one that was pretty cool. Um, so it was, it was you know, there was information there, but I, I have a feeling this is one of those things where in-person was a lot better. I, I missed all the swag. I, I know that's silly, but I really, really missed it because so many times you get physical copies of ARCs and with as much time as we spend on computers, my eyes love reading the physical items and you can get items signed by authors and you can meet authors. And it was just, I really, really missed that part. Speaking of swag, they had the, like you could enter to win um, on a lot of the different exhibits, but I actually got an email today that I won five free uh, swag books. So those are coming in the mail today. So th there are some physical stuff. I think they just limited a lot of it because they have to ship it. The reason that the system sends you guys and us to these conferences is so that we can learn things and bring them back. So was there anything in particular that you learned that you plan to implement at your own branch or department, or at least um, mention to your supervisors to see if they can get it implemented? There was the one session about reaching the underserved that I had some really great pointers in, or I received a lot of pointers uh, that I plan on using here at the branch for when we start some of our outreach stuff, when we go back out into the community. And uh, again, also that one particular session about the books involving Jewish characters and that type of thing that doesn't have to do with the Holocaust. I mean, that my mind was blown with the list that they gave me. And I shared those almost immediately with everybody at the branch. I didn't watch a lot of programs on like physical uh, programs that we could enact at the branch, but I watched a lot of like book lists and reader's advisory stuff of 
new authors and upcoming fall titles and winter titles. So I have a lot of readers advisory answers <laughs> prepared for this fall. I did too. I, uh, I added, we have a list here at the branch that our branch supervisor and managers uh, list each month and they submit that stuff to cataloging materials. So I had, I was like every session when I would go to one of those, if I thought it would be interesting, I'd enter it directly into that spreadsheet so that our supervisors could then go ahead and recommend the titles to uh, cataloging. I went to a um, programming for seniors. I went to a couple of those and that was very interesting, especially with the statistics. By 2060, the seniors are going to, the 65 and plus population is going to be higher than the 65 and under. We're actually going to be, there's going to be more of them than the younger generation, which is kind of scary because you're going to be reaching a totally different uh, group at that point. But I did have uh, some interesting things. Um, they said to either get a senior to volunteer or if you have a senior um, employee to lead programs. So you have some connection between the seniors and the seniors coming. So you're on the same scale with them. Um, there was different book groups too that I went to promoting um, diversity in book clubs. And they, we had some really good suggestions on that and enriching the reading experience including um, seniors with disabilities also um, to focus, make sure you keep a virtual program going. So they at least have, you know, if they can't get out, especially people in like nursing homes or um, senior living facilities that can't get out, we finally realized that, oh, we can reach them through virtual programming and to promote through them. Also different book clubs you could do for um, diversity, like, one was bring your own book, BYOB, and bring your own book so you're learning about different books from different cultures and different people there in the group. They even have a book list that they offered on that also for diverse books and diversity, where you read a different type of book from different genres, um, different lifestyles, different cultures, and each week it varies throughout. And that you, you know have the group come together and try to help pick out books also. Um, I also pulled a lot of reader advisory information that's been very helpful. Um, I've been able to pull a lot of book lists and um, book displays using the information. And there are also several programs where they talked about the history of some of the book awards, um, such like a Stonewall, uh, which were really interesting um, to see like what type of books were accepted for awards at the beginning and the type of books that are now and how it's changed and everything. Um, that type of information gets some really good book discussions about literary history. Um, one of the takeaways from the, um, the library services for the justice involved, um, all the participants say a common theme was uh, raising awareness about the situation that, you know, inmates are in when they, not only when they're in jail or prison, but when they get out. And, you know, that's something we try to address through our program, obviously, but it's probably something that, you know, moving forward, you know, just that awareness, trying to raise community awareness about, about that. Um, We're finding that a lot of people aren't aware of that. And, you know, perhaps looking at outreach, you know, we, we did do a, a, a CCTV presentation to inmates at Gwinnett County Jail back in 2019 on library resources. So, you know, something like that you know, maybe worth revisiting at some point. It was definitely worthwhile. So I think that was a, an important takeaway. 
Yeah, I I think I visited the same one, Adam, and I think there was another one that has a recording that's also, I think, available on our Niche Academy that talks about inmates and uh, working with, uh, for recidivism, is that the right word? Yeah, so recidivism, and it was talking about that, but it's actually available on Niche Academy. So I thought it was great that it was available both at ALA and at Niche Academy. So if anybody wanted to catch that, that's where they could. I just wanted to say I'm really thankful for the opportunity to go. I, I did really learn quite a bit, and I took a lot of notes, and it's going to be wonderful that over the next year I can go back and catch so many of the sessions that I wasn't able to go to So I'm just, I'm really happy that I was selected and able to go. Well, we'd like to thank everyone um, for speaking with Steve and I about your participation ALA. This year was definitely a different one, but we appreciate you sharing your unique perspective on um, your attendance and also sharing with the rest of the system um, the information that you learned and your branches. So thank you. And reflecting our serve our our library well nationally. So thank you, everybody. Thank Adios. you. Bye. 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 Have a great day.